if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good thing to you. Thanks for being with us. We get rolling at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday. It is the eighth morning of the twelfth month of the year of our Lord 2020. Appreciate you being with us. Coming up in about an hour, in fact, in exactly an hour, we will be saying good morning to Peter Kersenow, Professor Pete will be lecturing us on a whole host of issues from the ongoing court battles and, yes, the court defeats continuing to be suffered by the Trump legal team, including Sidney Powell, uh, all the way through Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, offering to serve as counsel representing the state of Texas in a lawsuit to be filed in the Supreme Court against four other states for battleground states that he believes uh, there's enough evidence to prove that enough cheating, that enough fraud has gone on that the election sh- elections should not be certified. Ted Cruz has offered to represent the, li- the, uh, uh, the uh, plaintiff in the case against Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. So there is still a lot of uh fighting to be done there are a lot of battles that have yet to be decided but things right now are not looking great for the legal team of president trump that's just the reality don't have to like it don't have to uh be satisfied with it don't have to call joe biden president-elect yet but you do need to be aware of the reality of the situation we continue to lose in court challenges not by the way on the merits if you ask me and we'll ask pete but simply because judges have predetermined their outcomes here. They do not want to overturn what has been for five weeks an accepted reality, accepted, not accepted, accepted reality that Joe Biden is going to be the vice or going to be the new president. I don't think there is any court in the land that wants to, after five weeks or six weeks of this preparation, he's announcing cabinet. And by the way, that's all part of the cheating. That's all part of the stealing is moving on as if nothing was wrong and it was a completely legitimate election and start naming cabinet picks start naming uh you know defense secretaries uh, all kinds chiefs of staff ambassadors uh all you know the most diverse makeup of a cabinet ever start doing all of that and just make it accepted in the minds of people even in their subconscious that this is happening this is the reality 
I won, meaning Joe Biden, and here's what we're doing, and blah, blah, blah. I don't think there's a court in the land, and maybe including the Supreme Court of the land, that is going to have the guts to say, put the brakes on all of that. He didn't win. We found cheating. This is what we believe, and therefore we're going to uh, reverse those votes, those electoral votes, and uh, Donald Trump gets another four years. I don't think any court in the land is going to do it. All right? Not saying they shouldn't do it. Not saying it's right to allow the the steal, if you will, to be carried out. I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't think there's any court or judge or justice or group of justices that are going to say, yeah, um, all of that transition that's been taking place here, well, everything that's going on, no, uh, you guys have four more years of Orange Man Bad. They're just not going to do it. And I told you the reason why, weeks ago, really, and that's because if they were to do such a thing, even though it might be righteous, even though Donald Trump probably did win this election in some close races in some of those battleground states, just like he won those close races in those battleground states four years ago, despite all of that, overturning what has been for five or six weeks, will have been the quote-unquote accepted will of the people, because that's how it's being presented by the media and by the left and by the Democrats, and or, uh, yeah, in the uh, Democrat uh, National Committee and so forth. And like Peter says, I repeat myself when I include the media in, the, in all of that, but as you know, all of them have continued to, to force upon you, even in your subconscious, subconsciousness, this is the winner of the election, Joe Biden, if the Supreme Court or anybody else, and in particular, if the Supreme Court goes 5-4 in such a hypothetical case, and Justice Amy Coney Barrett casts the deciding vote, after what went down, after the way Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death led to the appointment and the confirmation of, of Amy Coney Barrett before the presidential election, with the left going nuts about it? If she were to cast the vote that said, we have four more years of Trump, tell Joe Biden to go back into the basement, your services are not required. The first female black vice president uh, in history, Kamala Harris, go back to the Senate. If all of that were to be done, do you know what this country's big cities would look like the next day? The George Floyd rioting in Minneapolis, in St. Louis, in Portland, in Seattle, in Cleveland, in New York, in all, I mean, all over the places where riots or pro, yeah, let's focus on the riots mostly. All of the burning, all of the looting, all of the assaulting, all of the block traffic, all of the destroyed property, all of the businesses targeted. It will look like a neighborhood carnival. That will look like a neighborhood carnival compared to what would happen in the streets if Donald Trump was installed by the courts. And it wouldn't be installed by the courts, but this is how it would be viewed. If the courts decided that the people's votes were manipulated and the people actually elected Donald Trump, and that was how it was going to be, the George Floyd riots would look like the duct tape festival in Avon. 
or the, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, the Corn Festival in North Ridgeville. I pick uh, Lorain County places because that's where I live. Uh, but you know what I mean. Just the neighborhood carnivals and festivals that you have every year, just peaceful and fun and everybody get a, the, That's how the Floyd riots will look compared to what is going to be done into this country. And that's why I just have no faith. No faith that the um, Supreme Court nor any other judge or justice or justices will be willing to move against this Biden presidency. All right? That's his reality, and I'm going to talk to Pete about it at 1010 this morning. Now, let's talk a little bit about why it is so incredibly distressing for many of us uh, that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, possibly, depending on what happens in the runoffs in Georgia, Chuck Schumer, if they were to take up the uh, mantle of leadership in this country, that if they were to be the executives in charge of the uh, Oval Office and then, in Schumer's case, the Senate, respectively, this is why it's so distressing to us. Because this is what Democrats bring. Dateline Los Angeles. Los Angeles County, to be precise. There's a new DA in Los Angeles County. District Attorney George Gascon has been elected and has uh, take as assuming office. District Attorney George Gascon has issued a directive to his prosecutors working in the L.A. County District Attorney's office telling them that the following crimes will be decriminalized. In other words, they will be declined for prosecution. That if someone is arrested for any of the following, release them. Do not charge them. Do not prosecute them. You ready? Trespassing, disturbing the peace, driving without a license, prostitution, and resisting arrest. That's just some of them. Here are some others. Criminal threats, drug possession, a minor with alcohol. Drinking in public, being under the influence of a controlled substance, public intoxication, and loitering. Now, some of those, quite obviously, are moderately benign. Not sure that loiterers need to be necessarily dragged before a judge and prosecuted, maybe issued a fine or a citation if they ignore five or six warnings to stop, you know, perhaps sleeping in the, uh, in the doorway of a business, you know, uh, as some people do. You know, it's considered loitering if you're just hanging around and not moving anywhere and if you're causing a problem. Some of those are pretty benign, but prostitution, drug possession, Resisting arrest, trespassing, disturbing the peace. These are no longer crimes worth prosecuting in Los Angeles County, California. You might say, why do I care about Los Angeles? Same thing as yesterday. I was talking to you yesterday about Eric Garcetti, the mayor of L.A., and Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. You're thinking, what do you want? Do we care about that? This is why we care about that. This is what liberalism brings. Everywhere and anywhere it goes. All right? 
It's an affront to law and order, and it is a nod to criminality. This is what they bring. In other words, if I go into a store at 3 o'clock in the morning that is closed, I'm trespassing. You can't prosecute me. If I am waving a gun about, firing it into the air and, and, and scaring people in, in, on a street corner in, in downtown uh, rush hour traffic, I may be disturbing the peace, but I'm not prosecutable. If I am offering people and then carrying out offers of sexual favors for money, that's prostitution, not prosecutable. If a police officer, suspecting me of a crime, tries to arrest me, place handcuffs on me, and I resist and push and shove him back, whether I get away or not, not prosecutable. That's resisting arrest. You starting to get the point here? Drug possession. How many people are killed by heroin or fentanyl in this country every year? But if I get caught with it, not prosecutable. Criminal threats? I mean... This is, you don't have to defund the police, the far left that has been making this their clarion call. You don't have to defund the police. You just have to make the police's work ineffective. Make it not worth their time to make arrests. Because when they bring them in for prosecution, book them into the jail and turn this over to the prosecutors, the prosecutor's going to kick the charges because the DA told them to. And they're going to walk. What's the point? You want to cut down on police and offender interactions? Tell the police that their arrests will be ignored. Their charges brought will be ignored. Watch police sit by with their feet up on their dashboards, watching cities burn. What can they do? This is what leftism brings. They have no interest in the rule of law. They have every interest in and especially in this time of quote-unquote social justice and racial justice. They have every interest in giving criminals a pass on their crimes because it's just just. It's justice. Considering the fact that the vast majority of violent crimes in this country and crimes in general are committed by racial and ethnic minority groups. This is basically a way of saying to them, have fun, fellas, ladies. You were oppressed, or your ancestors were 400 years ago. You are now, uh, you now have carte blanche to do what you want, where you want, when you want. We're not going to bother. It's a remarkable, remarkable thing. The idea that these crimes would not be prosecuted no matter how many victims they may create. Okay, it's 921. We are guest-free in hour number one. Kersenow is going to take up the majority of hour number two. So that means if you want to talk, well, this is the time to do it. Between now and 10 o'clock, 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Join me now on the Bob Prancer
1027, the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, the answer. Curse and coming up at 1010. We've got a lot to talk about between now and then, however, including... We also have... Beyond, sorry about that. Also, the uh, ongoing uh, legal battles. I told you, they don't look good at this particular point in time, but I love that Ted Cruz has said he is ready to present the oral arguments before the Supreme Court in the case that is being filed by the state of Texas against four other states. Not sure if this is going to make it to the Supreme Court, but he has argued. And i got to tell you, after listening to Ted Cruz make arguments before courts in the past, not to mention his incredible work in every single hearing that he or the Judiciary Committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee, conducts, I don't know if there's anybody I would rather have arguing for me. Ted Cruz is a brilliant litigator, a brilliant presenter. And if anybody can make the court see the injustices done in the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, it would be Ted Cruz. Love the idea. Just don't know if it's going to get there. And as I said in the top of the show, not sure any judge really wants to hear it. Not sure any judge has the stomach to say, yeah, Donald Trump got screwed. Donald Trump is going to be the president for the next four years. Not sure they're going to want to subject the country to uh, the the uh, uh, repercussions of that. All right, let's go to a couple of calls here. Um, who's up? Oh, my friend Will in Houston is sitting there. I love that. Will in Houston, speaking of Texas. How you doing, Will? Hey, brother. How you doing, man? I'm good. What's Dude, on your I, mind? You know, I... I am so I'm, I'm so glad that that you know that Ted and, and Texas you know we we leading the way economically man and, and we trying to lead the way constitutionally you know I, I'm I'm just excited that at least at least we're, we're showing that we can fight dude and and hopefully hopefully you know uh, it, it makes it to the Supreme Court um, you know I, I, I guess my my question is and, and I want, want to get your take on it do you think any other states may Join in and do something like this. Any uh, other risk? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into it that closely to see. I, I, I feel like I said, uh, Will. The the deck is really stacked against any challenges uh, that that the Trump legal team is making. Uh, you know, Sidney Powell released the Kraken, as they called it, and immediately, uh, you know, Georgia and Wisconsin, or with not Wisconsin, Michigan, kicked those lawsuits. Um, it seems like they've got their mind made up and they're ready to move forward. I don't think they want to take any of the rest of this up, and I'm not sure if any other states uh, would would have the, you know, the guts to join as well. I, I really don't know. Well, so, but so let me ask this question. I mean, from, from just from a legal standpoint, and, and you know, I don't, I'm not a lawyer, so, but I'm just just wondering. I mean. I'm like I don't know if the the Supreme Court has the stomach to to do what's necessary, but it's but I mean but if if some if it's if it's unconstitutional, if unconstitutional stuff happened, unconstitutional stuff happened. Period. So so I mean you we regardless of you know if you have the stomach for it, I mean if it needs to be taken up, right? I mean. <laughs> You, you would think you would think one it, would think it, that the Constitution up. would prevail. Yes, well, to right. answer, you know, short answer, yes, one would think so. But you know, if we look at if we look at all of the you know judgments that are being made already 
uh, by the lower yeah. courts. Whenever all of these unconstitutional things are brought forth, they're claiming, well, you don't have standing to bring that suit, or you don't have, you know, and I wonder how they would do that. Does one state have, you know, standing to bring another suit against, or to bring a suit against another state? You know, they should, considering this is federal. What we're talking about affects right. all of the states, but they're right. finding reasons to dismiss these cases, left and right. And so I just, and you know, that's the, purpose, the Constitution and that's the should prevail, of, of but it the, just doesn't look good. And that's the purpose of the Supreme Court, to step in when, when these lower courts are doing stuff like that. That's, that's their purpose. You, you, you're not, you're not, you shouldn't be concerned about, you know, and I know this is going to sound bad, you shouldn't be concerned about people's feelings. You should be concerned about the Constitution as a Supreme right. Court. That's, exactly. that's the, your role. The Constitution should be first and foremost. The rule of law should be first and foremost. And obviously, uh, that's what the legal team is hoping. But again, you know, here's the other thing, Pete, or, uh, Will. They're, they're pushing up against the deadline here. I mean, uh, electors are going to yeah. cast their votes in five days. Uh, and once that happens, yeah. even President Trump said, if the, if the electors, the electoral college that is, uh, does indeed say so, then he will concede. So we're talking about trying to get this in under a very, very tight wire. And that's why I'm, uh, I'm a little bit skeptical as much as I am hopeful, I, I'm preparing myself for the worst. I got a jet here, Will. Thanks. They're playing music on me. That means it's news time. And in fact, it is. Let's get there now and right back after this. Radio.com. Progressive Democrats. Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 937, we continue on the authority. We've got some great callers on hold, especially those who want to talk about the election and the electoral challenges, the legal team, and everything that is happening. But just real quick to bring this close to home, Mike DeWine, your erstwhile Napoleonic tyrant governor, Yesterday at his uh, weekly or bi- twice weekly uh, press conference on coronavirus, announced that he is going to extend the curfew that is supposed to expire on Thursday, the 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. He's going to extend it. You want to know why? Because it's not working. You, you, you get that? You follow that? The curfew isn't working, so we're going to extend it and make it longer. Somebody explain that to me. You ever hear the old adage, um, the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing again and again and again and hoping for a different result? That's Governor Mike DeWine. Three weeks ago Thursday, he put a curfew in place. He said, we need to put in a curfew to try to get the number of coronavirus cases down. Because we believe that the vast majority of coronavirus that is being spread, the cases of infection that are being spread, are happening from people being at parties and out at the bars, drinking late, that sort of thing. So we're going to stop that, boy. We're going to make sure you're in your homes by 10 p.m., unless you're at work. That's it. That'll get those cases down. Well, here we are three weeks later. The cases are still spiking. Clearly, the curfew doesn't work. Mike DeWine's response to that is, we'll be extending the curfew. What? Can somebody make sense of that to me? If something isn't working, 
Why are you continuing to force it upon people? If it has no measurable benefit, why continue to mess with people's liberty? I would ask the same question of the mask mandators. Everybody's telling us the key to defeating this virus is wearing a mask, wearing a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear your mask, don your cape, don your mask, 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 mask. And guess what? 85 to 90% of Americans are doing exactly that. When's the last time you walked into a store and didn't see virtually everybody, except for me, wearing a mask? People are wearing them everywhere they go. People are wearing them in their houses. They're wearing them in their cars. They're told, we're told that masks will stop the virus. And yet, the cases are at an all-time high. So what is their response? More masking. Got to wear more masking. Got to have more masking. Wait a minute. Masking isn't working. Shut up, you. Put your mask on and close your mouth. Somebody, what they've done, and I talked about this a while back, they have managed to put themselves in a win-win situation as it pertains to the mask mandate. Mandate masks for everybody, and then if A... Cases go down, claim, see, look, wearing masks worked. But if everybody is wearing masks and B happens, which is cases go up, then claim you're not wearing masks often enough. You need to wear them more often and in more places. They're in a lose-lose. Masking is always right. It's either working or if it isn't cutting down cases, you're just not wearing them often enough. I got into an argument with a friend of mine who's a medical professional who's telling me mask, 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 mask. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like an involuntary reflex. Mask, mask. Every time he talks, mask, got to wear the mask. And I said, wait a minute. The governor said 85 to 90% of Ohioans are wearing masks. Like he asked them to do back in July or mandated that we do back on July 23rd. By my count, that's about four and a half, five months of people wearing masks. Cases are spiking. Know what my friend said to me, my medical professional friend? Yeah, but they're not wearing them at, at, at parties. They're, they're, they're at parties, and, and you see, after wearing them all day long in the stores and stuff and, and at work and in public, then they're going to parties, and that's when they're taking them off. He's just playing the same game. Masks work, and if they aren't working, it's because you're not wearing them often enough. See, I found a time when you're not wearing them. My response would be, well, if they're only not wearing them at parties, first of all, I don't know how many people are having massive parties these days, but if they're only wearing, not wearing them at parties, and let's say they get infected, that's okay if they're wearing them everywhere else, right? Because how can they infect anybody if they have the all-purpose, foolproof panacea that is masks? Mask, 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 mask. I could have the, 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 the any number of diseases. I put that mask on and everybody is going to be safe for me. I donned my cape. I donned my masks or my mask. They've got it. They've got us wrapped around their little fingers. And it's all crap. It's all cur. App, K-E-R-R-A-P-P, crap. They have no earthly idea what they're doing, so they're coming up with these cockamamie, um, convoluted, 
beyond reason rules. Here, I'll give you another example. High school sports. You know the dilemma with high school sports, obviously. We've been dealing with this for eight, nine, ten months now. So it's the winter high school sports season. One of the biggest winter sports is wrestling. Okay? So the OHSAA, the Ohio High School Athletic Association, acting upon guidance from the Ohio Department of Health, has determined that wrestlers at the high school level may wrestle. That means they can get in there nose-to-nose, face-to-face, ear-to-ear, face-to-armpit, face-to-chest. I mean, you've seen wrestling, right? They tie each other up in pretzels. I mean, it's like 95% of their skin is touching 95% of the other person's skin throughout the entire match. And that's what wrestling is. It's as close of contact as there can possibly be in a sport. Right? The OHSAA, acting upon guidance from the Ohio Department of Health, has said the kids may wrestle, but in order to prevent coronavirus spread, they can't shake hands before the match nor after. (laughs) The official, the referee who normally, traditionally, at the end of a match, grabs the forearm or wrist of the winner and hoists it into the air to indicate that he won. Can't do that anymore. He's just going to have to wear colored wristbands, indicating the color of the uniform or color assigned to the corner of the uh, winning wrestler and just raise his hand and not touch the other guy. These guys are going to be all over each other, but they can't shake hands when they're done or before they start. This is the insanity of these ridiculous responses to the Chinese coronavirus. Mike DeWine, we're going to do a curfew. Curfew didn't work. We're going to do it again. Because it didn't work the first time. Maybe I'll have better luck second time. Wear a mask. Well, we are wearing masks. Cases are spiking. Well, we're going to order more masking. Didn't work the first time. Maybe it worked second time. They are just so counterproductive. And their decision so counterintuitive. It's painful to think about. Trevor is calling us from Aurora. Hey, Trevor, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Good, sir. Mass, 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 mass. <laughs> you got to cracking up with that one. That's, that's what mask, it mask, is. Mask, that's, mask, all mask, mask, that's all they can say. Mass, mask, 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 mask. I, well, I, I tell that's everybody. That's their answer to everything. And, and, and it solves so mal- nothing. For the millionth time, a mask does not keep you from getting this stinking thing. It may keep it from a sneeze or something going. That's logical. Right. But it's not logical to have everybody wearing masks who, first time in history, where you're having people who aren't sick wear masks. I mean, it's just, every time I go out, it's unbelievable. So that is just, I don't know why people can't even listen to the science, which they don't listen to. Fauci, you know, people going around wearing masks, and you're going to be fumbling it with your hands. And, oh, anyways, <laughs> the masks don't keep you from Well, well here, here's the thing. Just, 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 just to follow up on that. Hold on a second, Trevor. Just to follow up on that. See, this is, the, this is the thing that kills me. You know as well as I do. The reason why they're saying that is, well, asymptomatic spread, asymptomatic spread, asymptomatic spread is going to be the problem here. That's what's going to drive this this uh, outbreak into other places. The problem is that Anthony Fauci himself, 
literally stated these words about nine months ago. Quote, In all the history of respiratory-borne viruses of any type, now he said history, in the history of mankind, Dr. Fauci, the grand poobah, said, in all the history of respiratory-borne viruses, which the coronavirus is, asymptomatic transmission has never been the driver of outbreaks. The driver of outbreaks is always a symptomatic person. End quote. So he said that about nine months ago. Now, ten months or nine months later, he is trying to tell us everybody who is asymptomatic has to wear a mask because you might cause an outbreak. He said, and you know what an asymptomatic person is? A healthy person. person. Yeah, a healthy person. (laughs) That's what it is. I'm sorry to take up some of your time. Trevor, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just, I mean, I totally, you know, believe with, uh, you know, you got to hold out hope for hope's sake that somehow the Constitution will win out and Trump will win out and that, uh, what is it, 74, maybe 74 and counting million people voted for Trump, 10 million more uh, 10 million of sitting president, most sitting presidents ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, no way Biden, crashy old Biden, got 80 million votes more than the second coming Obama himself. I mean, even that, you don't even have to have the evidence, which we do have, but just the, the periphery, the things on the edges are proof that Obama or that Biden didn't get more votes than Obama. No way. When everybody was coming across the aisle voting for for Obama, no way they did that for Biden. One, then those bellwether counties, first time in history, they didn't go for the uh, winner of the election. All the bellwether counties voted for Trump, except for one. (laughs) Unbelievable. So you don't even need to, I mean, yeah, we have the evidence, but you have all these periphery things that are totally crazy anomalies. But the point that I want to make is, we're seeing cultural Marxism, sadly, just um, it, it's beyond the tempting point now because they have infiltrated all of these um, courts in these bigger cities. So their constitution is the Communist Manifesto, the, you know, um, rules for radicals. And we're seeing it. And we're seeing these lawless punks, you know, they're, they're cheering in D.C. or in um, Detroit. This is what democracy looks like while they uh, put cardboard over the windows and we're stealing it from <laughs> Biden. I mean, it, it, so people need to wake up. So wake up. Cultural Marxism is sickening, and it's sad to say that it's here. And it's but upon that's us. why it's not, it can't go to the up, you know, to the Supreme Court. I hope to God it gets there. But these punks, these traitors to our country, these Marxist people are using their constitution rules for radicals to not let it get up. And so that's why it's not, that's why you can help people, all these patriots out there like me and you and everybody that's mystified that judges aren't taking this. Because I love, they how, they're, I love how their catchphrase, Trevor, and I got a jet here, buddy. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. But I love how their catchphrase is, uh, you know, democracy dies in darkness, right? That's what's on the, uh, on the, um, uh, banner of the New York post, right? It's, it's in the, uh, um, the, God, why can't I? The masthead. It's in the masthead. Democracy dies in darkness, right? And yet, what did they do in Michigan, as you pointed out? They put up cardboard uh, cardboard on the windows to darken the room. <laughs> so nobody can see what's going on in there. They put cardboard up 
to darken the room so that you can't see in from the other side. We want it to be dark so that you can't see that, yes, democracy is dying. We'll be right back. Okay, 9.56. Let's get a few more calls in here before the top of the hour. Lorraine is where we go next. Matt, you're on the air. Matt, go ahead. Hey, Bob. Uh, just two things. Um, Breitbart has a great article on the Texas lawsuit against the other four states. It explains how constitutionally they're able to do this. That's a, a great article. Yeah, I read it. I read it, and, you know, I'm glad you brought it up because I should share it on Parler, um, uh, on my so, my uh, Parler feed. Uh, you're right. Texas sues Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin uh, at Supreme Court. So it's a lawsuit filed at that level. Now, that doesn't mean the court's going to take it up, but uh, that's where we are, and that's obviously the biggest and probably our last chance. Right. And the other thing is people are all in a panic because the Trump legal team is losing all these cases at the various state levels. They don't want to win those cases. They want to lose them across the board because it's the only way that they can get into the Supreme Court, and they're not going to go in and let loose with all the evidence they have in these various states because then it gives the Democrats the chance to try to counter the evidence that they have that they intend to present in the Supreme Court. So the only way to get there is by losing at the state levels. So it's not a big deal. There's no reason to be all afraid and worried because they're losing it at the state levels. They intend to do that. They need to do that. Well, well, they do or they don't. I mean, if they won at the state level, the other side would appeal, and then it would still eventually get to the Supreme Court. So one way or the other, it's going to climb up that ladder to get there. So, uh, and thanks for the call. I got a jet here. Thanks, Matt. Uh, so, you know, your point is good that it doesn't matter. One side or the other is going to appeal. Eventually, the goal is to be heard in the Supreme Court. And this lawsuit filed by Texas, as you point out, explained very well by in uh, the Breitbart article. Um, I, like I said, I think it's our last best hope. Uh, Stephen is in uh, Collinwood. Hey, Stephen, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, I find the uh, news conferences by the governor a little bit disturbing, and here's why. Do you know the guy that does the sign language in the little box? Uh, about, well, usually, about it's a, usually it's a woman. Yeah, usually it's a woman well, who's up there, the one who well, looks they, like his sister. They've got a guy. He's got. It looks like a, a Jersey Bob hairdo. You know, he, he looks like the clown in Pennywise. He's got the same hair. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And, and no, I, I don't. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, was was, the, was that person doing the signing yesterday? Yes, and it, it, he looks like okay, the clown from the movie It. And yeah, I, I know what you mean the, when you say Pennywise. I know who you're talking about, but I didn't see yesterday's. I only read about it. I did not see it. I try not to watch them, actually. I find out what they say later on because well, they waste turn, so much time. If you turn the volume down, what, I, I walk through the room. I see it looks like Mr. Magoo with the big, thick glasses and and uh, Pennywise going beep, beep, Richie, beep, beep in the corner. My hair stands on my head. Uh, so yeah, it is. It is. They're always interesting sideshows. And you know what I wonder, truthfully, my friend, and thank you for the call, Stephen. This just, you know, 
uh, silliness, but I wonder if they don't put people like that up there to distract away from Mike DeWine's words because they know that what Mike DeWine has to say is so literally irrelevant and so backwards and so counterproductive and so contrary to his own previous day, all this stuff. I wonder if they're not putting something up there just to distract the viewer so they're not actually listening to Mike DeWine. They're looking, they're looking at the Pennywise or the uh, it clown named Pennywise. I didn't see yesterday. Like I said, normally there's a woman there, and I will not criticize somebody for their appearance. Uh, but normally there's a woman there, and a lot of people have pointed out that it looks like Mike DeWine's sister. She's wearing almost the same type of suit. She's got the same type of glasses, and she, is, uh, she just gets very expressive when she does her job there. And you know what? That's her job good for her. Not going to criticize her for what the guy, uh, the puppeteer over there is saying. Okay, uh, quick reminder here before the top of the hour. The Salvation Army is at most Northeast Ohio Discount Drug Mart locations, and they're going to be there until the 12th. All right, please do whatever you can when you stop by Discount Drug Mart for whatever reason, and there are millions of reasons to do that. When you're on your way in or you're on your way out, drop some coins or drop some folded bills, whatever you've got that you can afford, into the kettle and support this extraordinarily important organization that helps so many. Discount Drug Mart uh, with the Salvation Army working together until December 12th. Today's the 8th, so make sure you do that when you stop by Discount Drug Mart. Top of the hour news now, Curse Now After, 